Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixy and debuting on the show, I've got actor Patrick Chang. How you doing? I'm fantastic, Donovan. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real honor to be here with you. Well, I already feel like I like you off interview. <laughs> you were just so bubbly and you were just ready to take a crack at this. Thank you so much. Yeah, I don't think I've been interviewed uh, maybe one other time or a few other times. Yeah, but um, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for this platform. Well, welcome. Welcome to the show. Where are you from in case listeners want to know where you reside in now? Yeah, so I'm an East Coast boy. I'm originally from Jersey and I'm the Jerseyest Jersey boy you will ever meet. Uh, currently, I'm in New York City, um, but I am bi-coastal, meaning um, I'm, I'm local for hire in L.A. or wherever, you know, pretty much all over. All right, all right, all right. So why don't you tell listeners about yourself? Like, how did you get into the acting industry? We know your name is Patrick Chang, but in case listeners want to know, how did Mr. Chang decide, I want to be an actor? Yeah, so I am the son of Korean immigrants. Uh, my parents moved here um, in the 90s. And uh, when my parents came to America, they didn't really know much, even the language. They didn't really know much of what to do uh, with their kids in terms of should we put them in sports? Should we, you know, do whatever? They just said, just go to school. Uh, be academic. And they would take us to the movies, my sister and I, at the very, very tender age of five, six, seven. Uh, we would just go to the movies every single week. And I, my parents didn't really censor what it is that we watched. Um, so I remember just being a little kid going to the movies and watching uh, Pulp Fiction, uh, Seven, uh, with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, you know what I mean? Like crime thrillers. And that's just kind of how I grew up. And also I'm I'm part of that generation that really grew up on great sitcom television, uh, like Fresh Prince, Full House, you know, there was no streaming. So we would just veg out in front of the TV. And I'm just a product of that. And I just really kind of fell in love with that magic on screen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? There were a lot of timeless sitcoms back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so move us into where you started. Did you start into theater or did you go straight for TV and commercials? Yeah. So when I first started, I had no idea what I was doing and um, I didn't go to acting school. I didn't really have the money growing up for these types of things. You know, it was pretty much like get an education and get a job. Uh, again, I'm, I'm a Korean American and that's kind of the, the culture that I was raised in. Um, so I had a full time job in the office world and I was uh, taking classes in New York City kind of secretly. Um, just a la carte, whatever I could afford at the time, whatever I had time for. Um, and then after a few years of kind of training here and there, um, I started to kind of delve into the commercial world. I started doing really well. And then I kind of just was like, hey, I'm going to quit my job and just go full force. I'm going to jump into the deep end. Um, and then I kind of started doing theater. Um, and then it just kind of like, like uh steamrolled into uh, my first TV credits uh, a few years back. And yeah, it just kind of all happened like that. Right, right, right. How does it feel going full force, giving up your job? Let's say I'm a younger Patrick and Oof. I gave up my job to pursue my passion. What <laughs> if I regret it later? Oh, man. Well, uh, I looking back now, it's been uh, a few years now since I quit my full-time job. And I could say that I have no regrets whatsoever. But at the time, I really didn't have the best thought out planned. Um, and I just kind of quit willy-nilly. And I really sat at my computer that day, the day that I quit. And I was like, wow, you really just quit your job, you idiot. Get your job back. And I was like kind of freaking out. It was a very scary leap to do that. And I feel like that's what 
keeps a lot of people from kind of making a transition into this uh, entertainment business is because it's so unstable to jump in fully. It's very, very scary. Um, so I had my moments of freaking out, um, but I don't regret it at all. Mm -hmm. um, but for anybody listening, definitely have a better plan than I did. <laughs> right, right, right. And there's a lot of competition, right? Because there's lots of actors and actresses you've got to compete with, right? Oh, yeah. And again, from when I was a kid watching sitcom television uh, to now, we're streaming and there's platforms everywhere. The amount of competition is 10 times more what it was when we were younger and just watching cable TV, you know what I mean? Um, because there's just so many opportunities for a lot of different people, you know? Um, so again, that, that pool of actors that you're kind of competing against is much higher, much more rigorous. Yeah. Right, right, right. So let's say if I'm again, a younger Patrick, what should I do if I really want this industry, but uh, nothing is breaking through for me, I'm not getting a breakout role, I'm not getting a lead or I'm not getting any auditions, I'm not mm -hmm. mailing it. What do you want to tell me? Yeah, so I would say that you just have to keep that that hunger you have to keep that fire in your stomach to keep going um there's really no other way because it's so easy to quit this profession because it's just so ugly and it's harsh i would also say that you have to keep your ear to the streets um, kind of going back to what I said before about now there's so many different platforms. Uh, you have YouTube, you have Vimeo, you have so many different ways to kind of get yourself out there that we didn't have previously. So when I say keep your ear to the street, meaning you have to look in all different avenues and you kind of have to try different things here and there. Don't be scared to try things um, thinking that, oh, if I don't get a TV role, then that's it. No, you have to create your own things. You have to link up with filmmakers and you know, you have to just keep looking. Uh, be curious is what I'm saying. Right, right. Right, right. And if you create your own, what happens if they don't like it? Yeah, I mean, that's always a gamble, right? I mean, that's always going to be a gamble. Um, I personally, I always respect anybody for creating anything, even if it's not good per se, um, just to even go out there and take that initiative to create something is such a huge step. Um, and it's a very scary step too. Um, and again, you always kind of have to have just like be ready to, for people to criticize and not like it. You know what I mean? That kind of goes with it. Everybody's a critic at the end of the day. Um, but you can't let that kind of stop you or paralyze you from moving forward and creating something if you feel the need to. Right, right, right. Are we creating our own projects, Patrick? Cause I introduced you as an actor. Would we like to be the jack of all trades to create our own projects? Maybe a project about your life. Oh, yeah, I absolutely would like to. Um, I have yet to call myself a writer or producer. Um, there's so many more talented people in those fields that I know of to call myself anything even close to that would kind of I feel like would be insulting to them, honestly. <laughs> um, but it really is such a uh, a big uh, transition to kind of delve into all these different things. Uh, but again, it really, you kind of have to, you know, I just have yet to do so because I'm so immersed in like my own acting career. I feel like this is kind of hard enough. Um, but I eventually would like to uh, maybe go into producing and directing, uh, maybe even writing. Um, yeah. All so, right. What would be a passion project you would like to focus on? I, again, I personally, I am the son of uh, Korean immigrants. And now in 2023, uh, Koreans actually have an identity. Whereas again, 10, 15 years ago, nobody even knew what Korea was. Um, so I would kind of love to tell more 
of like the immigrant story or not even the immigrant story, but being a Korean American first generation, having immigrant parents and being born and raised in America uh, with a different culture and kind of that clash of American culture and just kind of finding yourself. I'm very big on stories about identity. I love stories about identity um, because it's a very universal idea. Everybody in the world doesn't matter the culture or whatever you're from. Um, the idea of identity where I don't fit in or I'm trying to find my place is a very universal idea. And I just love that concept. I would love to kind of maybe develop something like that uh, with the scope of a Korean American from Jersey, maybe. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, yeah. your message to other Korean actors, what do you want to tell them? Because now it is becoming a little bit more easier for much diversity in the entertainment industry. But upcoming new Korean actors and actresses, what do you want to tell them that they are getting into this entertainment industry? Oh, yeah. I would say uh, don't be scared to kind of go into different interests that you may have. Again, uh, just culture-wise, Koreans are very much about um, academics and working hard, um, you know, getting a good-paying job because we're very big on uh, a stabilization in life, um, which sometimes can make people stray away from the arts and entertainment, things that even though they're very interested in, they're just kind of scared to take that leap. Um, so I would say is just don't be scared. Again, this always goes back to just stay curious, stay hungry. Don't be scared to try things. I always try to tell younger people if I ever come across someone, you know, in high school or whatever that wants to get, in, I'm like, yeah, join theater, join the Spanish club, learn things because that will only help your acting and your creative side, you know? Um, yeah, so I would just say kind of just like, just just uh, dig a little bit more into your interest and don't be scared to try. All right. All right. And you are trying. You were in a couple of projects. Do you want to talk about your projects? One wasn't really canceled. It, it got at least it has enough to go into syndication. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So New Amsterdam, again, I was very uh, lucky enough uh, to get onto New Amsterdam. It was a hit show on NBC on the very last season. Uh, they lasted about six seasons, uh, which is more than you could actually hope for in these days. Uh, way more. And um, so, yeah, that was a very, very fun project. Um, I do have a couple upcoming projects uh, within the next couple of weeks. I uh, will be in a film called Incision, uh, directed by Mr. Dale S. Lewis, uh, who's a fantastic director out of Atlanta. Uh, he recently just directed the first season of Wicked City uh, on the All Black Network, uh, starring one of my friends, Shaquita Smith. Shout out to Shaquita Smith on Wicked City. Um, so I'll be in Atlanta for my very first time. Never been to Atlanta uh, in the next couple of weeks to shoot this movie. And then back to New York uh, for this other project called The Rats That Bite. Uh, directed by Taylor Landsman, uh, who's a fantastic director and filmmaker out of New York City. Uh, she also casts and edits for uh, Blue Bloods on CBS and just a bunch of projects. Uh, a lot of great creatives I'll be able to work with in the next coming weeks. Uh, and again, these are all uh, SAG interim agreements approved. I uh, just need to kind of put that out there. And um, yeah, to be working at a time where we are in a strike and work is just very, very few and far between. I'm very, very lucky and fortunate and very excited about. So. Yes. Yes. As incision. What's that about? Can you tell us a little bit about what that's yes. about? So it is a crime thriller uh, starring a uh, lead female. Um, it's about her kind of uh, an underground, I believe, like sex trafficking. And her, she gets a message to kind of uh, look for her sister uh, who may have been kidnapped. I don't want to give away too much, but it's a very, it's a very interesting uh, crime drama thriller. Again, shooting out of Atlanta, uh, which is a great city for a lot of different productions. Um, yeah, 
yeah so it's a very interesting project and um it's a very diverse cast um all people of color um and yeah it's a very exciting project that i'm very excited to be a part of all right is there any roles that you have turned down rapist or to kiss another man or to be a psychopath so that's a very interesting question nowadays um because with the the climate that we live in today uh, there's certain projects if you do take, I feel like there's communities of people out there now with social media and everything, there's communities of people out there that are very non-hesitant to kind of call you out for even taking a role. Um, so me personally, the only types of roles that I, I would kind of shy away towards or anything kind of offensive towards uh, Asian Americans, you know what I mean? Um, again, 20, 30 years ago, when I was growing up watching TV, I saw very few people that looked like me on TV. And if you did see people that looked like me, it was usually a very uh, caricature-y, offensive type role, um, like a long duck dong on 16 Candles or, uh, you know, characters that don't speak English. Um, if it was something like that, I would kind of shy away towards because I don't want to further perpetuate these negative stereotypes about, uh, you know, a, a group of people, um, any group of people. Um, but again, if the story is good, I feel like I would kind of, you know, be interested in it. But um, just anything that could be construed as offensive, I would try to stay away from. But I mean, really, every project is kind of individual circumstances right 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 so the storyline fits good with you then you would do it you're not really right. worried about what people would think because people would say how could you play a rapist how could you play right. a psychopathic murderer or how could you kiss another man yeah yeah i mean that i don't really have a problem with um you know i i feel i feel like uh the lgbtq community is also a community that's their voice uh, in TV and film has increased uh, significantly in the last, you know, 10, 20 years or so. Um, so those stories need to be told, too. The only thing I would be kind of um, concerned about is that if I played a gay character, if the gay community would kind of call me out saying, well, you're not a gay actor. Why didn't you leave that role for a gay actor to play that? I could kind of see that, too, you know, <laughs> um, but I would just leave it. I'm like, well, <laughs> but a lot know, of actors do it. A lot of actors do do it who are not a part of that community. They do play that. What do you think about that? But again, like you said, you'd kind of be concerned, right? Yeah, I would have a little bit of concern. Again, it would really come down to the story you know if, if the story is 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 genuine um and not offensive like caricature and you have a straight person playing a kind of offensive caricature of a gay person i would see that as being problematic you know um with any type of negative negative stereotypes played by a straight person i would say like well i think the whole project should kind of be scrapped you know what i mean um but there's a lot of gay actors who play straight roles and that's fine you know so i think it's i think it's fine to kind of work both ways right 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 but then again, everybody has their stories, right? So maybe yes. a straight man can play a gay character and nail it, right? That happened in Modern Family. The big guy, he wasn't gay in real life, but the little oh, absolutely. guy was. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I think that was a fantastic role that he did. I think he said he mimicked that role after his mother uh, <laughs> and used some mannerisms from his mom. And uh, yeah, he really brought a lot of life to that character. So yeah, I completely agree. I, I think there's a lot of opportunities that should be taken advantage of. All right. All right, all right, all right. So earlier we talked about SAG actors and the, unfortunately the SAG actors are on strike still. What's your mm. message to the actors and the writers? Some of them have gone back on strike to support their fellow SAG actors. Mm -hmm. What do you want to tell them? I would like to say, man, that the deals and the contracts and the stipulations that we allow and create today are going 
going to affect generations of actors and creators in the future um, because technology is moving at a super intense speed. We have AI, um, a lot of uh, technology to kind of replace living, breathing actors, right? So whatever we allow to happen and let go, whatever we allow to uh, just give up today, it's going to affect again, generations of actors in the future. Um, so it's extremely important that we make the proper deals and kind of uh, stay in solidarity. Um, it's really, really scary if you think about it because technology is moving so fast and we're able to uh, replace people. You know what I mean? We're using machines to kind of tell the human story about the human condition. And that's really, really scary because at the end of the day, I feel like humans should tell human stories, not machines. And it's going to take a really like uh, a solidarity amongst people like me, um, but also the bigger names, it's going to take, uh, the top stars, the, the Chris Evans, the Chris Pines, the Chris, Hem the, the, all the Chris's need to get together and say, Hey, uh, we are going to stand together in solidarity with the union. Um, because if we don't, again, we don't protect these rights. It's going to be very, very scary, uh, for actors in the future in terms of finding work and making a, uh, a livable wage to kind of support their families. It really goes down to that. You know, um, it's very scary and, um, it's very important. So it's, it's crucial crucial that we kind of stay together during this time. Right, right, right. And we need the Changs too to step up and fight, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, again, really, uh, everybody has to kind of be involved or else it's really what, uh, what are we really doing here? You know, if we're not all oh, that's what the union is for, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Now, what do you think life will look like after this is all over? Are actors going to be able to get auditions easily? Is it going to be easy to, what do you call it, get a primetime lead role? Or is the culture really going to change after this strike? Oh, man, it's so hard to tell, Donovan. Again, um, the actors today within the last four years, uh, even auditioning has changed. The whole landscape of acting has changed. You talk to actors from 30 years ago uh, when the internet wasn't even that prevalent, um, their entire experience is completely different than what it is now. Um, so to really say what it's going to be like after the strike, I really don't know. And again, that unknown is a little terrifying um, because people's livelihoods are, are wrapped around this. You know, it is entertainment. It is fun. But again, people feed their families with with this medium of, of acting and entertainment. Um, so it's really, really tough to say. I, I couldn't tell you, you know, hopefully with uh, if we make good contracts and again, we stay strong together and we hold out to get the proper uh, deals in place, then, you know, hopefully it'll be good for actors to kind of make a living and still enjoy this craft. Um, that's all you could really, really hope for, you know, but again, it is it's a little scary, you know, it's a little scary. Right, right, right. Now for listeners that don't understand, right? What if they do say, well, AI is the future, get used to it. What do you want to tell them? Uh, I would tell them they're absolutely right. They are absolutely 100% right. And I do believe that is why the uh, recently uh, the studio executives that were having meetings and uh, negotiations with SAG-AFTRA, uh, they stopped negotiations and they walked away from the table because they didn't want to give up the right of the AI, you know, uh, technology, or I don't know, really know the, the finer details, but they didn't want to give up AI basically. And I, I do believe it's because they know for a fact that AI is the future. And that's what I mean when I say it's only getting easier and easier to replace actors. So it is the future. Um, and that's why it's so important that we make these deals and contracts now again, because if we don't, we're going to pretty much give the whole thing up. So yeah, I absolutely agree that it is the future, you know? Mm -hmm. Will we ever run out of actors or actresses you think or no? Oh, man, I don't think so. 
<laughs> I don't think so. I feel like there's a, a probably a shortage of uh, great, unique concepts. Uh, not a shortage, but they're very. Uh, it's a smaller pool than actors. I feel like actors are a, a very big pool, and um, yeah, anybody who watches TV and film, uh, I feel like a lot of people are kind of open to being actors. So I don't think we'll ever have a shortage of that. All right, all right. What do you want to tell the fans that support you and they saw you on the last season of the new Amsterdam, which aired last season before the strike? What do you want to tell them? Yes, I want to say just thank you so much to every everybody that had that continues to support me and have supported me up until this point. Really, uh, just like that encouragement and just that community of, of collaborators kind of coming together and, um, you know, just viewers and everybody. I just, I appreciate it so much. Um, again, uh, with acting, it's a very collaborative thing. And if it's not for other people around you, uh, collaborating with you and watching and this, it's really, there's there's none, there's nothing to, to kind of move forward with. So it's not just about the individual actor. Um, it really takes like a, a whole group of people people and i'm just very grateful for anyone that kind of wants to come with me during this journey of mine all right all right did you want to throw out your social media prod platforms and your project yes absolutely so uh my instagram is uh patrick chang actor very simple um my website is www.patrickchangactor.com um you can reach out uh to my agent amy lord at eris eris talent agency and my manager michelle peacock at bohemia group uh management and uh, my next project again will be uh, called Incision with uh, Mr. Dale S. Lewis and uh, The Rats That Bite with Taylor Landsman. And um, yeah, just thank you again, everybody, for your continued support. And Donovan, thank you so much um, for this opportunity to kind of get my voice out there. All right. Any final things you'd like to tell our listeners? I would just say... Uh... Just stay hungry, stay interested, stay positive, um, and just stay creating, kind of like what you are doing, Donovan, and, um, you know, um, allowing other people to kind of have a voice and, and, and yeah, just just keep enjoying things. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much again for having me. All right. For Matt Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroxy. I would love to thank actor, new friend of the show. I'm going to say you can throw out your name. Patrick Chang. Thank you again. Thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.